It was World Cup laced with controversy. And it's still a World Cup laced with controversy, with many of the issues surrounding Qatar as a host nation still very much in need of addressing. On the pitch, though, we've had thrills and spills and shocks galore. There was a Moroccan miracle as we saw an African team reach the semi-finals for the very first time, leaving Portugal, Spain and Belgium in the dust. Croatia's midfield maestros had one last tour together, playing the trusty old hits as they took down the favourites Brazil. The dream ended a game early for both Morocco and Croatia, but there's one last shot at victory on the global stage as they contest the third place playoff. I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is World Cup Only Better. Marco Hare's done a fine job in the Bet Cave throughout the tournament. Hasn't seen his family once, not one second, since the start of the tournament. Uh, Mark, these are always strange games. I don't know if we need a third, fourth place playoff, but that's a debate for another day, probably. Many nations who lose their semi-finals probably just want to go home. But you get the sense with Croatia and Morocco, there's such pride in representing their respective nations. Might be a little bit different this time. Yeah, it might be. Uh, and I think that's the beauty of this game. You just don't know how to pitch it in terms of where these teams are at mentally uh, and physically as well. Um, it is the game that no one wants to play. But um, I think, you know, amazing effort from both nations to get this far. And I'm sure there is a, an element that, um, you know, a bronze medal would be considered a, a huge, huge achievement for both. So um, that's the, the kind of hope we cling to coming into this match. Um, you know, Morocco, 300 to one shots pre-tournament. Um, you know, as an achievement just to get out of the group. So to be playing this match is is considered, you know, beyond their wildest dreams, really. But you could see towards the end of that match um, against France that they really believed they had the opportunity to reach a final. And I thought they played very, very well in that match. Um, you know, go back to the race start. They kicked off with a nil-nil draw against Croatia. Um, you know, kind of a, a dress rehearsal, if you like. And I thought they edged that match too. Uh, it was very close and cagey as opening games tend to be. And I think... From that match onwards to the semi-final, they have improved, you know, bit by bit, really. Um, we've seen them come out of their shells a little bit and we've seen them match big teams, big illustrious nations, not just defensively, but going forward as well. And whether it's controversial or not, I'm not sure. But um, I thought Morocco gave France more problems than England did in their match, actually. And that's borne out with my eye test, but also some of the data suggests so too. You know, if you, if you exclude the penalties that England had against France, Morocco produced a higher expected goals figure. And they had more shots from inside the penalty area than England did as well. And clearly game state would play into that too, because Morocco were trailing so early on. But um, I thought it was a really bright performance. They had France on the ropes for, for periods of that second half as well. Um, and, you know, consider the, the issues they had defensively with players kind of starting matches and they're not starting and, and captains having to go after, after 20 minutes, the reshuffle, the change of system. I think they can hold their heads high with a, a really, really impressive display considering the circumstances. So, yeah, you know, Morocco, we don't know how many fans are still left in, in Qatar, but they should be backed by a, a decent proportion of support too, which would hopefully kind of uh, will them on that last bit further. But um, yeah, it is a game that no one wants to play really. So, um, you know, you kind of get players and teams or teams making widespread changes most of the time. I suspect that Morocco will leave out those two centre-halves who've been 
injured anyhow and we might get a, a much changed team but you know that tends to lead to more open more loose matches in this game because some players obviously are keen to to make an impact after not playing many minutes in the competition and others just want to go home so 10 of the last 11 third place games have featured over two and a half goals only England versus Belgium four years ago didn't go over two and a half goals and that was a two nil match of those 11 third place games eight saw both teams scoring six saw over three and a half goals the average goals per game across the 11 matches with 3.36. And I think, you know, from the outset, you look at Morocco and Croatia, and particularly what they've done in the tournament so far, you suspect it's probably going to be quite a tight game, quite a dour defensive game. I don't think that might be the case because I don't think Morocco have any reason to sort of set up with a defensive wall for 90 minutes. They've got plenty of flair and invention themselves. I know both teams lack a, a sort of standout striker to put the ball in the back of the net, but you know, Morocco have basically in field a, a reserve centre-half partnership and, and might make changes elsewhere. And, you know, I think Croatia, um, Gavardiol, there's uh, doubts about his fitness um, and his condition coming into this match too. So, you know, he's been their standout star in the defensive line too. So I think there is opportunity to get goals on side here. It's almost a, a bet I back blindly uh, in the third place game just because of the, the tendency of previous matches to be kind of just explosive shootouts, if you like. And uh, over to enough goals is trading at 1.95 on the exchange. Now, I don't think that's the worst bet to play despite all the... Uh, you know, biases coming into this match about both teams in terms of what they've done in the final third compared to what they've done defensively. And you could forgive the excellent Yoshko Gvardiol for being injured, waking up having a nightmare about Lionel Messi running at him. Uh, the dashing doctor of data, Jake Oskarthorpe from Infogol is with us. Jake, Croatia, the favourites here at 2.46. Is that how you see it or is that a little surprising? Um it's kind of how we expect to see. It. Yeah, we've got them a little bit shorter than that actually on the Infocol model. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with Mark. I think that generally these games tend to be quite high scoring, and given the injury doubts, the question marks, the fact that it is a you know a free hit, um, handbrake can be taken off a little bit. I do think that we could see quite a lot of goals. But um, yeah, it, it's been it's been a hell of a story for both teams really. Um, they've both taken some incredible scalps. I think the Croatia one was my favourite against Brazil just because. As soon as Neymar scored, you just thought they were dead and buried. And I think that they were the only people on the planet Earth that actually believed they could actually get something from that game still. Um, and, and Bruno go... Petkovic scored. He, he plays did, like a wheelie yeah. bin half the time, but he scored. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a grey, grey, blue or green bin? Uh, all of them. All, all of them. them. He's that right. good. He combines all of the spirit <laughs> of the recycling bin, the regular bin, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they... they They've shown the, the kind of uh, mental strength as well as physical strength yet again at this tournament. And um, you know, I was I was speaking to someone the other day who happened to be in split for the last time the, uh, the the World Cup was on, and he said that they got an absolutely you know miraculous welcome when they returned from finishing runners up. And I imagine if they win this game, finish third, they'll, they'll get similar. So there's lots to play for still in Morocco. They'll want to be, be the first um, you know African team to finish third at the World Cup. So yeah, I think it'll be quite a um, an entertaining game. I personally have got. No bet that I really fancy in this. Um, I, you know, I probably will. I take a watching brief. Maybe not. No, I'll probably just um, <laughs> Gillette Soccer Saturday watch the EFL um, and get ready for the final. Other races yeah, are available, by the way. You just see that. <laughs> yeah, but I think if you do tune in, you might see quite a few goals. The mathematical master is in the team today. Odds compiler Mark Stinchcomb. Stinch, you going to watch the game? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> watch watched every other match. So see Oscar Thorpe. See, there's the dedication you need. None of this flitting in and out. What do you reckon, uh, Stinch? Good game, <clears throat> goals. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Mark covered it quite well. Generally, the third place playoff scenes uh, a lot of goals. Uh, I mentioned the the hit rate there, 10 in the last 11 over 2.5, a very high goal average. But I can understand people reluctantly not want to back that, uh, especially consider Morocco conceded just three goals and Croatia only scored more than one goal once in, in six games. And of course, the opening group match between these two finished nil-nil. So I could definitely understand people being reluctant to back over 2.5 goals. I think the bet here, uh, in my mind, has to be Croatia minus 0.25 at 2.1 at the prices. They were 2.27 in the group stage and considering they opened up odds on when the draw was made in April, I think 2.46 is too big a drift as I don't feel that they have regressed that much. Plus Morocco's injury problems at centre-back missing their first choice two centre-backs. I mean, you consider the odds at the beginning of the the World Cup, 2.27, like they, they have been, you know, modified and had money coming in for them for the best part of eight months. Now we've opened these, these odds are basically Croatia v Morocco basically been opened the, the day or the, sorry, the, the same day that the, the fixture was arranged. So there's not much uh, money being put into the market so far. So I, I do believe that maybe it's lacking a bit of the, the sharp money, shall we say. I'm not necessarily going to say the price is going to shorten because I do think there is a lot of volatility and fluctuation with player selection and player availability. But I think long term, the Croatia price is, is, is a bit big. And in terms of like side bets with player markets, I'd be very, very careful. I would expect probably all 10 subs to get used here uh, managers wanting to give players farewells or on the other side managers wanting to give sort of younger players maybe tournament minutes or, or experience so yeah I think uh, we'll probably all more focused on the on the final itself now listeners won't know this viewers might if this goes out uh, as uh, as a kind of tv show if you like uh, somebody just walked into the room that Jake's in and he very sheepishly just angled his laptop away uh, so I was wondering would... if anyone saw that yeah <laughs> oh i never miss anything Oscar i know you don't. Yeah. my eagle eye is always watching <laughs> uh, the eagle eye of Emmett O'Keefe trader and tipster extraordinaire is always watching as well he completes the squad Emmett, I've, I've been a massive fan of what Walid Regragi has done uh, as Morocco coach. Incredible, given the, the short amount of time he had with the players to organise them in the way that he's done. It's been a triumph of coaching, to be honest. But you just wonder, going into that semi-final against France, whether the heart ruled the head a little. Aguerre didn't even make the game, even though he was named in the starting lineup. Saiz was basically on one leg. He didn't get to the second half. And Masraoui didn't get to the second half as well. And you're forced into a couple of changes. The defenders that then are thrown in, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? They gave up a, a stupid early goal they wouldn't normally give up. And it's a real shame, actually, isn't it, from their point of view? Yeah, I'd I, I, I echo everything you said there. One thing I've, I've kind of, if I'm just looking at you last night, if you look at the say the three, say Masrari went off at halftime last night and obviously Aguerd, uh, w- 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 um pulled out the warm-up and Sice was off in the first half. The three guys who replaced them for Morocco were worth the combined 5.2 million on transfer marked. And like, if you look at, say, France, France, um, the three injuries they've had in this tournament in terms of Lucas Hernandez and then Rabio and 
Pamacano last night, the combined value of the players who replaced them were 115 million. So that's like Theo Hernandez, um, Fafana and Ibrahima Kanate. And in fact, in two of those cases, like Ibrahim in Kanate and Theo Hernandez's case, they've, they're, they're a lot better than the players who actually replaced them. Like Kanate was magnificent last night. And I don't yeah. think, I think they probably would have beaten England a little bit more easily if, if, um, if, if he'd have played, um, but on just kind of to mention England in terms of just what the, the kind of volatility we could see in in terms of in terms of selection for this match when England played Belgium in the third place playoff in 2018, their starting eleven included Ruben Loftus Cheek, Fabian Delph, Danny Rose, and Phil and Phil Jones. So I, I think if you're back, ah, England, glittering day, glittering day. So if you're if you're if you and, and Belgium are the first choice team, so if, I think if you backed England. Like a few, maybe a day before the game or whatever, and you show the teams, and you saw De Bruyne, Lukaku, and Eden Hazard, the full Belgium team. You knew you were you were dead before kickoff. So I think that's just I'd encourage people if they're probably having a bet on the match betting to kind of to, to I'd say wait before kickoff because there is there is kind of there is that volatility there. The not too much stood out to me. Just the one. I think if you're doing a bet builder on the game, the one I liked maybe was. Dejan Lovren to, to to have a shot. He's actually averaging one point two shots a game in the Russian league, which is a real it's really significant for 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 a centre back. He three shots against Argentina, and just yeah, I think I think maybe four to five is, is 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 a little bit of value there. Well, talking of bet builders, let's put one together for you. Then Emmett has started us off. Uh, Stinch, I'll come to you. You're always good for a bet builder selection. What would you throw into the pot? Uh, I think the guys are probably, well, Jake and Mark probably want to back a goals-based bet. So I will go for... I love this when he does the Mystic Meg on other people's bets. Right, <laughs> well, okay. Bit, we'll see if you're un- right. It's probably a bit unfair <laughs> if I like force them to go for something else. So I'll take, I'll chuck in Croatia, draw no bet, given Morocco's injury problems. Lovely stuff. Uh, Mark, is Stinch right? Were you going to go for a goals-based bet? Um, I can do. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh... Pretty oh, easy. don't make him look better by going for a goals-based bet. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go over two and a half goals. Why not? I've already sort of given the, the numbers behind it. It's almost a, a blind bet for me just as an interest. If you're going to watch this match, you want to see some entertainment. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Brozovic, we don't know his state of fitness either for Croatia too. So that would weaken one of their areas of strengths, which gives Morocco even more opportunity to sort of hurt them in transitions and counterattacks if that's how they play. So yeah, let's go for goals. What a lovely crew this is. It's like Regragi being in charge of Morocco. They all get on. They've invited their mums. It's lovely stuff. And Jake, take us home. What would you have? Um, it's a shortish price, but Luka Modric to have a shot in the first half. Um, I think the game state's going to be very much uh, you know, Morocco. I don't think they'll change approach too much. I think it might be a little bit more adventurous um, as, the, as the game goes on. Um, but I think if they if they you know play as we expect in the sense that the the two banks of four um, being difficult to beat, then you know it should lead to a couple of long distance attempts for for Croatia. I think Modric is is good for at least one of those in the first half. Now, like you listeners, I'm in this lovely position where I can listen to this lot and all of their information, and I can feed this stuff into my own bet builders at home. That Modric foul line's been brilliant. Chuck Luka Modric to to foul somebody uh, into your bet builder. That's been uh, a regular source uh, of joy for me. And this football season, you can get a helping hand with Betfair's popular bet builder, easily add our most popular or fan favourite football selections to your bet slip in just one tap. T's and C's in the description, 18 
cgambleaware.org. Stinch tells me via the medium of telepathy or indeed via just a message on the computer uh, that it is 12 to 1 uh, for that bet builder. So good luck with that if that's what you go with. That's all we have time for on this edition of World Cup Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. Of course, we're going to have an individual edition looking ahead to the final. If you want the best tips and insight delivered straight to your inbox, you can sign up for our World Cup newsletter at betting.betfair.com. Loads of good final preview content on the website as well. From Jake, from Mark, from Emmett, from Stinch and from me. It's goodbye for now.